This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. So today we're focusing on about halfway through verse 3, probably through to maybe 6 or 7, we'll see. Uh, but uh, but ultimately the, the point that I'm looking to get across in this episode is Seneca's definition of wisdom, or at least one definition that he gives us, uh, which is found in this letter number 20 on practicing what you preach. So you remember from the previous episode that Seneca was basically talking about how, you know, philosophy uh, uh, is not for words, it is for action, it is for, uh, you know, learning how to live a better life, and that we must be practicing these words that we speak, uh, otherwise it is all just a bunch of, uh, you know, hot air, as they say. And uh, so now he's going to talk to us about uh, what he thinks wisdom is, and uh, and essentially uh, the path that he believes the wise person would walk in their life. So... I'll read this and then we'll uh, see what we can take away from it. He says, quote, You should lay hold once and for all upon a single norm to live by, and should regulate your whole life according to this norm. Some men restrict themselves at home, but strut with swelling port before the public. Such discordance is a fault, and it indicates a wavering mind which cannot yet keep its balance. And I can tell you further... Whence arise this unsteadiness and disagreement of action and purpose? It is because no man resolves upon what he wishes, and even if he has done so, he does not persist in it, but he jumps the track. Not only does he change, but he returns and slips back into the conduct which he has abandoned and abjured. Therefore, To omit the ancient definitions of wisdom and to include the whole manner of human life, I can be satisfied with the following. What is wisdom? Always desiring the same things, and always refusing the same things. You may be excused from adding the little proviso, that what you wish should be right, since no man can always be satisfied with the same thing unless it is right. For this reason men do not know what they wish, except at the actual moment of wishing. No man ever decided once and for all to desire or to refuse. Judgment varies from day to day, and changes to the opposite, making many a man pass his life in a kind of game. Press on, therefore, as you have begun. Perhaps you will be led to perfection, or to a point which you alone understand is still short of perfection. End quote. Now, I'd like to pause there, even though that ending verse does kind of flow very nicely into verse 7, uh, but there's a reason why I want to kind of focus on 7 to, to 8 or 9 in the next episode. But so far, let's dive in and see what we can learn from these few verses. So at the very start of this reading, which is halfway through verse 3, Seneca suggests that uh, you should lay hold once and for all upon a single norm to live by and should regulate your whole life according to this norm. And he re- repeats this idea that he said earlier on in the in the letter, which is that some men restrict themselves at home but strut with swelling port before the public. 
And he says that such discordance is at fault and it indicates a wavering mind which cannot yet keep its balance. So he's talking about consistency in our principles, right? Consistency in our character. Making sure that we're not this kind of wavering person who is one person at work and then another person at home and then another person with family. And, you know, we we don't want to be that person who is just constantly chopping and changing who we are based on the circumstances. And, you know, definitely take some time to look at your own life and question, uh, you know, are you one person here and another person there? Are you this person who doesn't really have a regular norm to to, to regulate their life against? Uh, Do you have these principles is what you would call them, right? That govern your life wherever you are? Uh, Or are you kind of just flowing through all of these circumstances and and changing who you are, depending on, on, uh, on who you're around and where you are? So, it's definitely a really valuable exercise to engage in, right? Is to question that. Because you may be surprised to learn that uh, perhaps you don't have such a strong set of principles to govern your life by as what you may have uh, imagined you have. And I think another key element uh, in, in this sentence that Seneca says is, is this term balance. You know, uh, of course, it's a translation, but I really identify with that term balance, you know, that, that, that being choppy and changey when you're, you know, around certain people in certain circumstances is a sign of an unbalanced mind. There is this certain harmony that we're all aiming at when we kind of study something like Stoicism and try to use these principles in our life and try to uh, practice philosophy. We're all seeking a certain balance, a certain harmony, uh, you know, which certainly leads to a flourishing uh, experience in life. But when we seek this balance, part of that is being consistent in the principles that we choose to live by and, and not, not settling for anything less than what we could be living by when it comes to the characteristics and principles that would be ideal. And so Seneca goes on to say that I can tell you further whence arise this unsteadiness and disagreement of action and purpose. It is because no man resolves upon what he wishes. And even if he has done so, he does not persist in it, but jumps the track. Not only does he change, but he returns and slips back to the conduct which he has abandoned and abjured. So, of course, if we could all just have the key right now to how we can unify our, our uh, purpose that we set for ourselves, or you might say our ambition towards greater things and the action that we uh, pair with that, you know, of course, um, we would all love to do that. And, and so the question is, well, how do you go about doing that? Uh, and, and that is a massive, you know, in one sense, I, I want to give you the answer. Look, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? I don't think we have really yet figured out how to perfectly marry those two together, but we get a sense of what Seneca believes here is that he believes that uh, ultimately it's because people don't make the commitment, right, uh, to actually make that change, have that transformation in their actions. And on top of that, even if they have made the commitment, they then fall back out of the commitment and then they go back into those behaviors that uh, they have told themselves that they want to avoid. And, you know, I really identify with this wisdom that Seneca is sharing here because one of the things that they taught us in church when I was growing up 
was that in life there's going to be a whole bunch of, you know, stuff that will come into your view, stuff will get in your way, uh, and you'll be forced to make a decision. Uh, and, and they were specifically talking about, say, temptations to, uh, you know, get involved in things that we clearly knew would not necessarily be good for us in our future. Things like uh, alcohol, you know, things like pornography, uh, things that you can definitely get addicted to that um, if you take it too far, it will absolutely uh, have detrimental effects on your life. And and so they would tell us, you know, listen, uh, before these things actually come to you, you know, before you are face to face with this uh, temptation or with somebody asking you a question, what would you do? Uh, why don't you actually sit down and make the decision right now? What is it going to be? You know, who are you going to be in that moment? What's the choice that you're going to make? That way, you know, when that choice comes to you and you're forced to make a decision, you'll have already thought about it back when, you know, and you will have made up your mind about what your answer is. And this is actually useful advice. It's absolutely no different to what the Stoics said about negative visualization, for example. Look to the future. Imagine the worst possible things that could happen and then decide... Who are you going to be when that happens? You know, how are you going to live your life? How are you going to show up? What are your principles going to be? Uh, you know, what is going to guide you in that moment? And so we come back to Seneca reminding us to, you know, decide who we are going to be in life and then to regulate our character and our action according to those principles. It's certainly a good thing to think about. You know, we, we of, of course, we'll all make mistakes in life. Of course, there will be times when we go back into bad behaviors. The point is not that it sucks that, you know, you fall back into bad behaviors. The point is uh, that you have the ability to rise up again and decide who you're going to be and to commit to yourself. And so this is a key, you know, you might want to, from time to time, remind yourself of the commitments that you have decided to live by and see how you are shaping up against those commitments and those principles. And I also wanted to add here that there's some wisdom in something that uh, Tony Robbins once said. He talked about how uh, we need to look at the words that we use when we make commitments. A lot of us will say, well, I can do this or I should do this, but often we need to make that change to I must do this. Uh, because it, it, it implies within us a certain amount of commitment, uh, a certain amount of intensity of our decision. Uh, and too often, we, we don't pay attention to the language that we use around these decisions. And so often, we will be using this kind of uh, flip-floppy language uh, that really gives us a way out. And, and we, we really need to pay attention to the fact that language is incredibly important. The words that you use literally mean the things that they say, right? And, uh, and, and, and often, we won't pay attention to that. But when we do, we can notice within ourselves that uh, we're making all sorts of weak commitments around us. Uh, and, and that will absolutely lead to weak action. Uh, so it's something to consider anyway. Something to think about is the kind of words that you use. Can you do this? Probably. Should you do this? Probably. Must you do this? Now, that implies a certain amount of, uh, of commitment. And it certainly seems like Seneca is suggesting that we must lay hold of a set of principles and decide that we are going to see the transformation through to the end. And so next, he's kind of going to give us his definition of wisdom. He says, Therefore, to omit the ancient definitions of wisdom and to include the whole manner of human life, I can be satisfied with the following. What is wisdom? Always desiring the same things and always refusing the same things. You may be excused from adding the little proviso that what you wish should be right. 
since no man can always be satisfied with the same thing unless it is right. So here we go, let's talk about this. Always desiring the same things and always refusing the same things. Now, when I first read this, I I kind of... uh, wasn't so sure about it. I was like, man, Seneca, what are you saying? You know, are, are we are we not allowed any flexibility in life when it comes to uh, the many variants that uh, are included in in each individual circumstance? But then he reminds us that, listen, as long as those things are right, and so what he seems to be talking about here again is principles by which we will live our lives, as long as those principles are right. Because what are principles? Ultimately, they are the things that guide us towards what we should desire and what we should avoid. And so to Seneca, wisdom as in the living out of your principles and only desiring these things and only avoiding these things, right? As long as they are right, that is the fruit that comes when we have decided the principles we are going to live by and we have made a commitment to ourselves to live by those principles. And an exercise that you could do today to actually figure out how close you are to this point, right, is to take a look at the principles that you believe you would like to live your life by. This is why the first exercise that I give to any of my coaching clients is to go away and write their personal philosophy, meaning who do you want to be in your family and relationships, you know, in your career, in your health and fitness, in these various areas of our life, in your community, your contribution, who do you want to be, right? So write that down, write a list of your principles, but then look at your life and ask yourself, what are the principles that I would say I have if I was just looking at my life objectively, right? Because that's the action element of what Seneca is talking about earlier on in the letter. Philosophy isn't about speaking, it's about action. And this is a very interesting uh, link that we might find between uh, Seneca and a lot of uh, modern psychologists who might suggest that what you believe, right, as in your principles, uh, are not determined by what you say. It's When I watch you and I look at how you act in your life, then I'll tell you what your principles are. So I want you to do that with yourself. Take a look at your life and say, well, look, do I say that my principle is, for example, family comes first, but then really in my life, my principles, if I look at my actions, show me uh, that uh, I am actually uh, living by the principle of money comes first or my career comes first, or whatever it is that that actually comes first in your life. So we need to look at this and say, okay, well, where is the the discord uh, between my principles and my action, and how can I bring those together so that there is a balance, a harmony in mind and action? And so Seneca goes on to say that for this reason, men do not know what they wish, except at the actual moment of wishing. No man ever decided, once and for all, to desire or to refuse. Judgment varies from day to day and changes to the opposite, making many a man pass his life in a kind of game. Press on, therefore, as you have begun. Perhaps you will be led to perfection, or to a point which you alone understand is still short of perfection." So, again, Seneca is pointing out that ultimately the reason why we are so flip-floppy in life and we change from moment to moment is because we haven't stopped and made the decision of how we're going to act. We haven't actually thought about this. And that's a real key, right? So, sit down, make the decision. Try this today. And then he suggests that we should press on as we've begun 
you know, and maybe we'll be led to perfection and maybe we'll just be led to a place where we realize how far we are from perfection. Either way, it's great. You know, either way, he's saying, just press on, keep on going and see where it leads you. You might get to perfection, maybe, uh, but more likely, you know, you'll probably find that you get to this place where uh, you show the sign of progress, which is that you actually recognize how far you might be from the perfecting of your soul, right? And so, uh, this is another key element that Seneca brings in in earlier letters, which is that just the very fact that you might even recognize uh, that you have strayed off the path is the sign of a strengthening mind. And so that's a good thing. Both of those are good things. And so anyway, I'm going to leave it there. And I hope that you go away and do that exercise. Write down the principles that you believe you would like to live your life by, and then take a look at your life and see how you match up. You might be surprised, uh, or you might be pleasantly surprised, right? Uh, either way, it will be a good exercise for you to see uh, whether you are uh, near or far to that harmony of mind, that, that balance of mind that Seneca talks about. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you next time.